Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm presenting my recent interview with filmmaker Charmaine Obeid Chinoy, who is the director of episodes four and five of the Marvel Studios series, Ms. Marvel. Obeid Chinoy is an Oscar-winning filmmaker who has primarily worked in the realm of documentaries and investigative journalism. Though she has dabbled in short films, Ms. Marvel marks a real change in the career of the filmmaker. She tackles the world of superheroes and action filmmaking. Much like Ms. Marvel is a series about the introduction of a new superhero to the growing Marvel Universe, Episode 4 serves as a nice introduction of sorts to a new world and its culture in the MCU. Directed by Obey Chinoy, the episode brings Kamala Khan to Pakistan and showcases the sights and sounds of Karachi, which, as the filmmaker points out in the interviews, is a very different world than New Jersey. The episode also introduces a major Ms. Marvel supporting character, the Red Dagger, who figures prominently in probably Episodes 4 and 5, though we haven't seen 5. And in the interview, I talked to Obeid Chinoy about bringing her hometown of Karachi to the MCU and even including some of her childhood favorite locations. She also talked about working with the young Aman Vellani and how it is to direct a fangirl who plays a fangirl in the series. And finally, she teases what's to come in episode five as we approach the end of the series. But before I play my interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. And speaking of podcasts, I want to tease what else is coming this week on the Playlist Podcast. Not only are you going to hear my talk with one of the directors of Ms. Marvel, but we're keeping the MCU train going with a discussion of Thor Love and Thunder, which will be released on Friday, where we'll go deep into the new sequel and talk all spoilery and whatnot. That episode of the podcast will be timed with the release of the movie, so you can check it out on Friday as well. As a preview, I have to tease that I think fans of the MCU are going to really enjoy this movie, especially if you like Thor Ragnarok. But again, we'll dive much, much deeper into it on the episode later this week. Okay, so with that all the way, back to the task at hand, which is the interview with Charmaine Obeid Chinoy, director of Ms. Marvel. The next episode of Ms. Marvel debuts on Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Enjoy. So I want to start with uh, just kind of the idea of this is the first episode that brings Kamala to Pakistan. As a Pakistani filmmaker, what was that like to to be the person to introduce the MCU to this culture? You know, I um, wanted to uh, take Kamala on an adventure to my home city and I wanted her to walk the streets and I wanted the vibrancy and the colors, the murals and the food really to sort of jump out at the audiences. So from the minute the doors open at the airport and you hear the drums and you sort of see the rose petals and you, you sort of hear the sounds, you know that she's no longer in Jersey. Um, and I think for the first time, Audiences will see Pakistan in this light. They'll see Karachi in this light. There is so much color and vibrancy in my world that I wanted uh, on screen. And so if you see the streets and you see the hand-painted buses and the trucks and the sort of um, the colorful fabrics and you really see Karachi um, in the same, you discover Karachi in the same way that Kamala is discovering Karachi. Was there anything, you know, considering you are, you says your hometown. So was there anything when you're like planning this episode that you're like, we have to include this? 
Oh, I, I thought about including all my favorite places. So, you know, uh, ABC Chinese Restaurant is a Chinese restaurant that's germane to my sort of childhood. And that's where the Red Dagger Lair is. And then that's where she goes through. Um, and then Heritage Walk, which is in the old town, which is where you walk through these quirky streets and you have this architecture, but you have people selling you know, uh, fabrics and sunglasses and, and everything from perfumes to a Chinese dentist sits there and a man cuts the hair, uh, you know, sort of putting all of the quirkiness together for you to really see what it feels like to be out on the street. So there, there was so much of that that I wanted to put in there. That's awesome. So uh, I want to take a step back a little bit and talk about how you came into the MCU, because if people aren't familiar with your work, you you have a, a, a not superhero background, just to say the least, <laughs> journalism to documentaries to short films. So how did you how did you get approached or did you fight for the job with Marvel? Like, how did you become the director in Miss Marvel? So I, um, you know, have been for the better part of two decades telling stories of what I think are um, ordinary people doing extraordinary things in, in the world. And so they're superheroes without capes. Um, and those are such important stories to be telling that when um, I was told that Miss Marvel was looking for directors, I thought about putting my hat in the ring because it's, to me, it's an equally important story to be telling of a young woman who's finding her way in the world, who's finding her voice, and in doing so is opening the doors to the world to see superheroes in a completely different light. Um, you know, and so I thought about, I'm going to put my hat in the ring. So I off I did and I went and pitched to Kevin Feige and, and Lou and Victoria and Bisha Ali was in the room and Jenna Berger, who's one of the supervising producers, was there. And I sort of laid out my world. This is what I want Kamala to do. This is the world I want her to go. This is how I want to bring color into it. This is what I think she should. I even went down to, this is what I think she should wear. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think we had some really interesting conversations back and forth about, you know, how I wanted to visualize partition or, or how I wanted her world to be, what kind of family dynamics I wanted. And before I knew it, I was calling action. <laughs> Were you at all familiar with the character beforehand? Because I know when Kamala Khan was introduced uh, years ago now, uh, it was kind of a big moment for comic books and superheroes in general because of her heritage. Um, I was very familiar with uh, Kamala Khan and my daughters um, read uh, Miss Marvel. And so I wanted to be cool to my kids. <laughs> I have a 12 year old. At 12, your mom is not so cool anymore. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, I saw them really take to the comic books. And I was like, you know, how cool it would be to be part of the team that brings Kamala Khan to life from the comic books onto the screen. Yeah. So uh, I, I I found something fascinating when I was doing a little bit of research about you and, and you told a story, I think it was in a TED talk about being like 17 and being undercover journalist and how that affected your family and, and, you know, you got threats and all that. And it made me think like, man, this is, you know, Kamala Khan sort of, you know, were you ever thinking like when you're making this uh, with working with such a young actress and telling this story, a coming of age story about a, a girl who kind of disrupts things that you're like, oh, wow, I can, I can relate to this. I think that I could relate to Kamala Khan's journey of finding her voice um, and trying to understand where she fits in because, you know, I've to worlds, um, you know, I've, 
grown up in Pakistan, lived in America, but then sort of moved back to Pakistan. And I've always been holding up a mirror to society and asking difficult questions. Kamala Khan asked difficult questions of her family and everyone around her to understand where she comes from um, and, and in finding her voice. And so I did see a reflection of that in her. But what I loved about Kamala and what I really wanted to unpack was her sense of adventure um, and sort of take audiences you know, through that sense of adventure, when she's learning her powers and she's sort of the excitement of that new sort of energy of learning the powers, um, when she masters the powers in a way, you know, and that sort of look on her face, there is something truly special about bringing to life a superhero that millions of people around the world will see a reflection of themselves in her. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the powers and, and as we said before, you know, you don't really work with CGI and documentary films very often. Um, so what was that like bringing not just, you know, her powers to life, but working in the action element too, because you introduced Red Dagger, who's all about action as well. So I have worked in animation. I've, I've done a few animated films. And so I've worked with visual effects. Of course, no one's worked with the Marvel level of visual effects. But um, I had this sort of world I wanted to create. I wanted the interactions to be a certain way. I wanted the fights to be a certain way. There's a great big chase in my episode. And Marvel gave me the tools. They put me in, you know, together with the best stunts and visual effects people. And I was like, this is how I want it to feel like. And they were like, this is what we need to do to make it feel like this. Um, and I think that, you know, I can't say enough about the fact that this story has been told at this time by people who come from that world, who draw from their own experiences to tell that story. And you can see that when you watch the episode, because you can see that in, in, in the graphics and in, in, in the way, you know, in the food she's eating, in the joke she's making, you know, the sort of um, the world that has been created is extremely authentic to that. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, Iman Vellani. Um, she's her story is, is almost like too good to be true when she tells it. You know, she went from being like a fan to her first role as Ms. Marvel. And, you know, and, and here you are, you have to work with a, a fangirl, basically, in, in, your, in your lead. What was that like? Was it exciting for you? Yeah. <laughs> Come, Iman is a nerd. She would sit in that chair and, and you know, I would tune out for a while and I'd come back to it and I'd be like, oh my God, you're still talking about the MCU. Um, <laughs> like, literally. So I think Iman Vilani is Kamal Khan. She's in, in the story, in the comic book, here's this young girl who's an immigrant who's obsessed with the MCU. Here's a Pakistani Canadian girl, an immigrant, first generation, who's obsessed with the MCU. She even, the way she talks, you just sort of visualize Kamala Khan and that's Iman Nani. It was incredible to work with her. She's a dedicated, hard worker. Um, and she really, you know, she uses her whole body to act, which is, I have to say, rare these days. And like, you know, face controls changes. And so you, when she's trying something, you can almost feel what she's feeling when she's trying that art. Uh, out. So it was really, um, it was a privilege to direct her. And I think that um, she plays Kamala Khan so well that you fall in love with her. Even when she's arguing with her mother and she's sneaking out and she's like rolling her eyes, you sort of imagine doing the same thing with your parent when you're 16. Yeah, yeah. And and did you ever feel this uh, like vibe from her that she understood the the gravity of the situation? Because when I watch interviews with her, it seems like she's just kind of like eating it all up. But it doesn't seem like she quite understands that like she leads this franchise now. 
I think that um, it is slowly beginning to hit her that she leads this franchise. Um, but I think that through the filming of it, she was just a fangirl playing a fangirl. Um, and I think that that's very special um, to have. Um, and I think that now when she's, when it's come out and she's in the media and she's out, and everyone's saying, Iman Malani, Kumala Khan, oh my God. And the paparazzi are following her and she's doing all of that stuff that, that now she's realizing that, oh my God, I am Miss Marvel. <laughs> and then uh, I want to ask about another actor specific to your episode, because I think it's interesting. Uh, American audiences probably aren't familiar with his work, which is uh, Farhan Akhtar. Um, he is a huge star for years and years, but this is kind of his first big role in, a, in an American produced production. So what was that like, kind of being able to introduce him to more audiences around the world? Uh, Farhan Akhtar is, um, I think, brings a lot of gravitas to uh, episode four and also a deep connection to Kamala Khan because, you know, he is, for the first time, as she's discovering her powers, she's met someone who can relate to that, who has a higher purpose, um, who understands that she has to take this journey. He brings wisdom. He also brings this reassurance that the Red Daggers will be there for her, will help her, will protect her. Um, and, and the relationship she has with him uh, and the relationship she has with Red Dagger is sort of, uh, a, sort of allows her to breathe easy that there are people who will be her allies on this journey. Um, and so Farhan Akhtar, I think um, the minute he sort of walks into that red dagger there, you know, you know that he is someone who is leading the, 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 the order of the red daggers and he's gonna keep Kamala Khan safe. Yeah, and, and was there, uh, cause he acts opposite um... Uh, Aman Valani quite often in the in the episode so was was it a, was the vibe on set like you know this is kind of the elder statesman and here's this young girl and he you know kind of like in the show it's, he's kind of guiding her as well it was very much like that he was kind of guiding her but the best bit was that Iman's mom was so obsessed that <laughs> Farhan Akhtar was was in the show with her that she was more excited I think about the fact that Iman was playing like sort of opposite Farhan uh, and, like so uh, Iman would come on set and be like my mom thinks today is the day I should be acting like sort of like really well and like so there was, it, it was lovely to see that and, and and the relationship between the two of them on screen is this wise sort of man and when he gives her the the jacket and says you know we will always sort of be there to protect you you can see that moment that it sort of realization hits her before she turns to the red dagger and says ah my jacket is better than yours type of banter situation so it's always interesting to see the relationship between between Red Dagger, uh, Kareem, and and her, and then her and Valine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before I wrap up, I want to talk to you kind of about the future for you. You, like we said, you've went from documentaries, you did some animation work. Now, now you've done superhero filmmaking. So, so what's next? Are you done with this big budget stuff? Are you ready to go back to something smaller? <laughs> So hard to go back to something smaller, may I say. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will just say this, that I've always told stories that matter. And that's what speaks to me. So, you know, whatever stories I choose and whatever stories I choose to tell or be part of will be stories that matter and will change the way hopefully people see each other. Yeah. Do you have anything you would like to tease? I don't know if you can say much of anything. I cannot say anything right now, unfortunately. Very soon. <laughs> 
That's okay. Well, I want to, uh, I want to thank you for your time. This was great. And, uh, you know, anything you can tease about episode five before I let you go? What I can say about episode five is that Kamala's finding her voice and um, coming to Pakistan has helped her understand who she is and her relationship with her grandmother is the link to her finally understanding who she is in the world. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Charmaine. It's great talking to you and uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you. Uh,